But behind the facade, he could see dirty windows and grubby fiberglass walls. He sat on the bed for a moment, looking out at the twilight. Or was it still dawn? The sea view that the website boasted about consisted of grey water, some wooden buildings next to a harbour, a neon sign and a large black felt roof. He was on the verge of falling asleep and shook himself to clear his head. Noticing the smell that emanated from him, he stood up and opened his bag, then went over to the desk where he lined up his medicines, starting with the painkillers. Then he lay down on the bed as the nausea gradually eased. So, he was finally here. La morte est ici. Death is here. Tuesday the 10th of November Chapter 1 Annika Benson stopped at the entrance to the newsroom, blinking against the sharp white neon lighting. The noise crashed against her, chattering printers, whirring scanners, the tapping of nails against keyboards, people feeding machines endlessly with text, images, letters and commands. She took a few deep breaths and sailed out into the room. The only activity over by the news desk was of the entirely silent, focused variety. Spike, the boss, was reading some pages with his feet crossed on his desk. The temporary head of news was staring at his computer screen with red-eyed attention. Reuters and French AFP, Associated Press and TTA and TTB, domestic and foreign, sports and financial, news and telegrams from all over the world, an endless stream. The exultant shouting hadn't yet started. No noisy enthusiasm or disappointment, about stories that had either worked out well or caused a stir, no excited arguments favouring one particular journalistic approach over another. She slid past them without looking and without being seen. Suddenly a noise, a challenge, a voice breaking the electronic babble. So you're off again? She started, took an involuntary step to one side. Letting her gaze swing towards Spike, and was blinded by his desk lamp. I hear you're flying to Lulior this afternoon. She hit her thigh on the corner of the morning team's desk as she tried to get to her own desk too quickly. She stopped, shut her eyes for a moment, felt her bag slide down her arm as she turned around. Maybe. Why? But the editor had already moved on, leaving her adrift, caught between people's stares and the hum of the newsroom. She licked her lips nervously and hoisted her bag back onto her shoulder, feeling their scepticism stick to the nylon of her quilted jacket. She was almost there. The glass of her aquarium-like office came ever closer. Relieved, she slid open the door and fled inside. Easing the door shut behind her, she rested the back of her head against the cool glass. At least they had let her keep her own room. Stability and security were becoming more and more important, she knew that much, both for her personally and for society in general. She dropped her bag and coat on the visitor's couch and switched on the computer. News reporting felt increasingly distant, even though she was sitting right in the middle of its pulsing electronic heart. Things that led the front page today were forgotten tomorrow. She no longer had the energy to keep up with the AP's ENPS, the news beast of the digital age. She ran her fingers through her hair. Perhaps she was just tired. She sat patiently with her chin on her hands as all the programs loaded, then opened up her material. She thought it was looking pretty interesting already, 
but the suits in charge weren't so enthusiastic. She recalled Spike out there, his voice above the waves. She gathered together her notes and prepared her presentation. The stairwell was dark. The boy closed the apartment door behind him, listening intently. The loose window on the stairs of the old Anderson apartment was whistling as usual. The old boy's radio was on, but otherwise it was completely quiet. You're useless, he thought. There's nothing here. Wimp. He stood there for a few moments, then set off determinedly for the front door. A real warrior would never behave like that. He knew from his video games that he was almost a master. Cruel Devil was about to become a Tesla-tron god. He knew what mattered. You must never hesitate in battle. He pushed open the door, the same plaintive creak. The endless winter snow meant that it opened only a fraction. No one had cleared the steps that morning.